Brothers Podcast. My name is Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle as always. Kyle, how's it going? What's good, everybody? What's up, listeners? What's up, viewers? What's up, Keenan? How you doing? I'm good. I mean, as as people can see, the setup's changed. The setup has changed because I moved from Florida to Tennessee, so I'm now the move's officially done. We got everything kind of settled in, so now I'm just settling in. I start work here tomorrow, but setup looks different. This is going to be a thing. Warner Brothers podcast in the background, the graphic there too. I so love it. I'm doing good though. Everything's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad I was able to put it together, so I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm great. Tennessee's great. I uh, slid by the hurricane that's hitting right now in the area that I would have been in, so like cool by me. Mm-hmm. Missing that. That was nice. For sure. That <laughs> was going to say, all, friend, all my friends are doing well as of right now, so hopefully that stays intact there. And I think it's mostly over with in that area like the hecticness of it so if it hasn't been hit terribly now it should be okay but safe safe to everybody that i know and everyone that i don't know that's still getting affected by the hurricane for sure absolutely <sighs> this guy aubrey i thought september 9th i get i'm like okay i think it was september 9th or whatever the date was for it and then I get a message in the group chat saying Drake tonight. I'm pumped, obviously. It like it. <laughs> why wouldn't why why wouldn't I be excited that Drake's coming two weeks earlier? Great. Gets to twelve o'clock, twelve twelve ten. No Drake. What's going on, Aubrey? <laughs> What's going on at OVO? <laughs> I I need to know why it wasn't dropped or when it is going to be dropped, but. We're here talking what our expectations are for that album because I guess it didn't drop. We were prepared to talk about said thing. But so what are your thoughts, Kyle, going forward on this Drake new album for all my dogs with Adonis with the cover art, which I know you hate? Yeah, I don't necessarily hate it. I just think it's a trash cover, which again isn't a surprise because that's kind of what Drake's known for. He doesn't really ever have great covers. I mean, I don't I was going through, I think there's probably only two or three that mm-hmm. I really think are dope, you know? Uh, so, you know, no surprise there. It reminds me a lot of when Kanye, when he did the, I think it was the Ye album, that little seven track album. He just like, he took a picture on his phone yep. of the mountains in Montana like right before and he sent that in for the release. So mm-hmm. I think that's where, <laughs> I think that's the part of Drake's career where he's at is he's just bored. Like, I don't know if you saw him. He was playing like pickup with KD and a few other NBA guys. And he had his, he yeah. had his shit like he had like pink bands in his hair with like two puffs like all the way up here. Like he's just bored at this point with his life. So I truly I'm going to make because we're going to be talking football later. I'm going to make an analogy here or a connection, whatever. But I don't just like I don't really know what yeah. to expect out of the 2023 New England Patriots. You could tell me either way. It's going to be successful. It's going to be unsuccessful. That's how I feel about this album. Uh, you know, I mean, I've come on here and said how much I think her loss is kind of overlooked. And, you know, to me, I don't yeah. know whether to say CLB was underrated or overrated, but it didn't meet my expectations. I mean, we did a lot on that on that album when it dropped two years ago now, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And... uh 
yeah, you know, that it very funny. much seemed like a like I called it Drake karaoke at the time. Like, you know, he's got a little baby on there. He's got yeah. Dirk on there. He's basically doing songs with that they would do. But it's a Drake title, you know, that he had, uh, you know, the So Sexy yep. song, all that. So, you know, before CLB dropped, you know, the way you're talking about this album, you know, you got high expectations. That's how I felt about CLB. That was like the height of the him and Kanye I beef. Know. I thought that, you know, he was really going to go to just yep. for the throat. And uh, that didn't happen. Then her loss comes a year and a half later. And I think that's a fantastic project. Like, that's one of my favorite Drake projects, period. Like, that's in my top five Drake projects, period, already. Um, I can't say already. It's been out for some time, but you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, so I really don't, you know, if this album flopped, I don't think it's possible for a Drake album to flop as far as numbers. He's going to do numbers regardless. But, you know, as far as meeting my expectations. Oh, they'll never flop numbers-wise. As far as meeting my expectations, I, I truly don't know. I could see it being another version of CLB. I could see it being a fantastic album. It would, you know, at this point, I would hope he's going to try to make his best work. And I didn't get that from CLB. Uh, again, the album with 21, though, her loss, I think that's some of Drake's best rapping in music, period. Uh, and I, I don't think it gets talked about nearly enough. But what are your expectations? It doesn't get talked about really. Uh, my expectations. I, I'm actually very excited for this one. I, I have this weird feeling that, as I said, it's gonna be Drake's best project. I think I said since nothing was the same. And if not, it's if you're reading this, is too late. I feel that this album is going to be very good. I there's. With the album cover, I understand that the album cover is as lazy as it gets. And so was CLB when you just put the 12 pregnant girl emojis on it. Like, it's just lazy. But I just, for some reason, when Drake goes into, like, a dark vibe, I feel like that's where he is at his best. Like, I feel like Drake in a darker setting is when he is at his, like, peak. So and I think I already I feel like I'm getting a dark feeling from this. Where do you where already? Do you, and I just think I have this. Where do you weird, get the dark feeling from? From the way he's seeming, like as you were saying, it just seems like he's like doesn't. It's like he doesn't care, and when you have care, I don't think you get into a dark. Like I don't. There's just something about him that feels like. I'm just going to go out there and I'm not going to specifically make music for this, specifically make music for that, specifically make music. I'm just going to go out there and do what I do best. Go put some music out, rap as well as I can, put music out and just go. What specifically is giving you that vibe? Like though? I don't cuz to me, I can't get well, I I can't I can't get any read on the album cuz all we have is it, a child drawn album cover and the album title and a corresponding poetry book that's like all pardon excuse me i guess you call them haikus like it's all like one line poems did you did you hear about that with this book yeah no i saw i i saw it and so, i could be dead wrong about this i get like there are little like very very little things because obviously drake's a very subliminal guy and like little things like 
even just the color scheme, even though it's literally just something he wrote, like something that uh, his kid drew. It's just a black background with the red kind of scribble out. I mean, red and then like the white outline or whatever it was. I think white outline of that. But just, and then the title for, for my, I just feel like it's going to be a darker version of Drake. And when it gets into that darker version of Drake is where I think he makes some of his best music. Because I think when he gets into his darker setting, he gets into his, I'm not worried about the charts. I'm more worried about just putting out what I want. And I think that's when you get the I don't know if we've ever got... And and I'm reading... My my counter to that would be, I don't know if we've ever gotten not worried about the charts, Drake. I think Drake's always kind of played to the radio, always played to what's out. I've never... I've never seen a version. That's what I thought CLB was going to be, and it was I, the complete opposite. But I feel like the nothing was the same to, if you're reading This Is Too Late, is less charts. I think it was just naturally because it was Drake that it became charts. Could, but, like, Started From the Bottom would have been really the only chart song on that. And then if you're reading This Is Too Late... Like songs like Legend hit the chart, but I don't think that's like a chart I would record. I would like I like I, I would like, agree. Um, Hotline Hotline Bling is a hot chart. Like you know that I would agree with you on uh, if you're reading this is too late because that really that's like his only real. I don't even want to say rap because there's a lot of R and B on there, but that's more in the vein of like Travis. It's got heavy Party Next Door influence. Um, nothing was the same. I think it definitely had. I mean, I had Hold On, We're Going Home on there. Like you said, started from the bottom. Uh, Those have been like out of the fourteen, that would have really been the two because I mean you had Tuscan Leather. Me, I mean, this literally says nothing yeah, for the radio. They'll still play yeah, all it all me with two all chains, me, Big Sean. That's definitely a Chase record. So I mean, you know, Drake's always. I don't know if it. See, I don't know if that one's a Chase to me. I feel like that one's just like one you do and then like it happens. I mean, Big sh- like because otherwise you got like you put Sean like- and Two Chains at that time Two Chains yeah. on a on a club song it's not meant to be no filler that certainly was no filler so I mean that was definitely chasing something and it did it like it worked like I, that was it was but, it was playing in the places it was supposed to play yeah, at I I still think you I mean I still think you're gonna get hits off of it but that's like three out of fourteen. Because you have Wu Tang Forever, Furthest Thing, Come Through, Own It. You've got Pound Cake. Uh, like all of those aren't even are not in that. They're just like Drake making music is what I feel about those songs there. Sure. So like if started from like started from the bottom, yes, absolutely. Hold on, we're going home. That's him going in R and B vein, but definitely that still hits the charts. And then all me, I'll give you that. But like other than that, I feel like. That was 2013. If you're reading this, it's too late. Next, I feel like that most period because I think 5 a.m. in Toronto and things like that came out around that. Either time way, we're too. talking about eight years ago from the time we've really gotten what we feel like as original Drake music. And I mean, look, I mean, if you're, I agree with you about if you're reading this, it's too late. Not being chased necessarily. Um, I mean, he definitely went for more yeah. traps out on the on the hip hop songs. On the R&B yeah. tip, it's definitely a Party Next Door inspired record, much like how Take Care is a weekend inspired album. Um, Absolutely. I was going to say, Joe Budden referenced that in his Making a Murder uh, diss track. Mm, I don't know. That's a that's a throwback. I said, all you ever wanted was a party album, but you keep stealing off a party album to go and put it on your party album. But yeah. It's true. I mean, like, 
Which fine I mean, to flip. Fire Drake flip. and Rihanna each had party, you know, seemingly in a sweatshop cooking up a lot of their music at that time in the 2015-16 <laughs> zone. But, you know, post-2015-16, yeah, it seems like Drake's kind of try to chase the Atlanta sound or the Atlanta artist or whoever's the hot artist. Uh, Caribbean. Caribbean, yeah. Views like, had a lot like, of Caribbean kinda, on it, more yeah. life as well. So, I mean, yep. you know, it's just it's hard to forecast with Drake, especially because everything you're saying is what I think myself and a lot of people were expecting out of CLB, and we just didn't get it. And it was yep. not to say it's a bad album, but it was certainly a lazy effort in my opinion. Yep. And uh, and so no, like, so far, he gives you like little remnants of it, like he gives you like a little bit here and a little bit there. Like "Love All" is like one of those songs where you're like, I like that. Like well, obviously with Jay Z, like there's just like little songs here, little songs there, where you're like, if you could just put this into 14 to 15, Drake, this is what we want. And then he'll do that and then he'll have a song like too sexy and then he'll have a song like girls want girls not even that they're bad songs it's just that like they're clearly not we could have got them we could have got them from any artist we could have got girls want girls from literally any artist that's that's hot you know what i mean like that that's a drake and baby record right yeah like that could have been that could have yeah, been yeah. a Gunna and Baby record. Girls, that could have been. Yeah. That could have been Cole even in Baby if Cole wanted to jump on something like that. It just could have been anybody. And uh, could have been Cole. Could do you tell me Future did something like that? Or I would understand it. Yeah. But anyway, with the theme of this album, what I want to do because Drake's known to have all these features, especially when he's on. Excuse me, the lazier tip. It seems like I keep burping over here. Yep. But uh, so I, I want to play a little game. We <laughs> yeah, got NFL coming later. I want to play a little game. I want to. Yep. I want to hear from you, Keen. How many tracks? And I texted you about it before. But how many tracks do you think is going to be on this album? And what are the features that you think? Who are the features you think will be on this album? What artists do you think will be featured on this for all the dogs album? By the way. I love the album title. That's the only thing I like about it so far. I think I have yeah. equally as grand expectations as I have not grand expectations. I'll say that. So I'm just all over okay. the place with this album. Um, but I do like the album title, dislike the album cover, and the effort he put into it. So first, how many tracks you think, Keenan? <sighs> Probably seventeen ish. That's about seventeen. It's about where I fall. He doesn't like to put out shorter albums. Like I, like, I think nothing was the same as fourteen, and then um, thank you later, or thank me later was thirteen. But other than that, like take care was around nineteen. Views was over twenty. More life was over twenty. Uh, certified lover boy was around that 20 like since if you're reading this is too late he's really stays around that 18 Scorpion plus 25 it's like almost an algorithm for him where it just scorpion that, yeah scorpion because that was a double side that's exactly what it is um, i mean he's chasing multiple playlists that's why i hope he's out of that vein now i hope my hope would be yeah. 18 would be perfect i got 18 that's what i'm guessing so we're in the same vein there but I would love a 15 track, which I think is what her last. If I was. see 14, I'm pumped. Yeah, that tells me he's, you know, 
putting some thought into his craft. I'm not saying he doesn't put thought into his craft, but I don't know. I do, like we've mentioned, I feel like Drake chases things a lot. It works for him, but I don't know. I want to hear more of her lost Drake, mm-hmm. and we'll see. We shall see. Anyway, how many of these 17? You settled on 17? Yeah. I said 17, 18, yeah. Well, which one? 17 or 18? So if you need an exact, I'll go 17. 17? All right. That's a concrete guess. So out of 17 tracks, how many of these tracks are having features? All right. So out of 17, I would probably say nine have features. I would honestly hope for like five, but the way Drake is... I think probably around nine. Like if I see Drake only have five features, 14 songs or four or five features, 15 songs, I'm going to already expect greatness from it. I'm going to expect it to be Drake and how it is. If he comes in 18, 17 songs, I said, but 18, 19 and I have like nine or 10 features, but I have 17 songs, nine features is my concrete answers. You know what? So I got 18 tracks, and I originally said nine features, which is very much in the same exact vein. And part of me was like, well, he could easily have more. If it's anything like CLB, he could end up having 12 features, 11 features. But something tells me, like, he just has to switch it up from CLB. Like, her loss, I believe, only had, the Mm -hmm. only features her loss had, I believe, was Travis. I could be forgetting someone. Maybe Future was on the album. Like it's, I think it was just Travis though. I think, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. So I'm on the fly. I'm going to alternate. I'm going to say he has five features. I'm going to say those five are. Actually, wait. Give me your, give me who your features are first before I get into mine. Because that was the other part of this exercise. Okay, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't sure if you wanted to name how many features. Then I'll go through and who it was. Yeah, okay. Let's hear it. Um, and it was just Travis. You were mm. right. So I do think you'll see Travis. I definitely, I think you'll see Travis. I think you'll see 21. I think you'll see little baby. I think I would not, I almost want to guarantee those. Those are three. I don't think he's going to tap into his Jay-Z bag, but he loves to do that. Three. I would say four. I this one I'm gonna be excited for if it does happen. I'd say Meek. Meek is four. Future five. I'm trying to. Th- what woman would he have? I feel like he's gonna have like a woman singing us. Obviously, he can't do Rihanna or anything. Those are five. Those five right now were the ones that I was really that I really had concrete afterwards. I was trying to go through and think of what would actually make sense. Cause sometimes Drake just has features on it that I would not expect and see how it goes over. I would love for him to do something with like Cole, but that's not going to happen. I I could not, I could not see that happening, but I would love to see it happen. He hasn't done that since in the morning, but uh, six would probably say two chains. Interesting. Seven, I would. I'm hoping this is a hope. I hope he has a scissor hook 
or like a Sizzle featured on a song, I would hope. I'm going to put that as my seven. That one I'm not confident in. That's more of a manifestation, if you will. Oh, Little Wayne 8 and Nikki 9. Nikki, okay. Especially with Nikki coming out with an album in November. Nikki 9, Little Wayne 8. I can see 8. that. I was, th- I I was think, thinking about Nikki. I think the last thing they had was Seeing Green. Yep. Yeah. I think with the last one that they all were on, and all of them bodied that. So I'm going to settle on six. Originally thought it yep. was nine. I'm going to settle on six. And mine are future. Seems like okay. future's on every album. 21, I feel like that's a given. He's going to be on this album. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The big rumor is, Keenan, that... Surprised you haven't heard this. So the big rumor, Zane Lowe, who you... In one of our previous podcasts, you dubbed as Zach Lowe, which caused caused some confusion out of me. But he said there is an earth-shattering... Confused my brain. He said there's an earth-shattering feature on this album. And then immediately after he said that, Drake posted like Channel Orange or Blonde or something like that. So people are speculating that it's Frank. I personally just can't even wrap my head around a Drake-Frank feature. I just can't wrap my head around it. So... No. Even though that's what every sign's pointing to, my earth-shattering feature is one that you just mentioned that you said you don't see happening, which is J. Cole. So I got Cole on the album, Savage, 21 Savage. I would love it. I got Future. I'm going to go Travis just because that album just dropped for Travis. Yep. You know, they seem to have synergy. That's four. Yeah. And then these last two, they're going to be actually shit. You could convince me of seven. By the way, I think... 21's featured on two songs, and I feel like Future's going to be featured on two songs as well. Okay. Um, damn, it's hard to narrow these last okay. three. I want to say Burna Boy because he's hot right now, and I feel like Drake could ride that wave, but he's been off his he's yeah. been off his island music for a while, off his Afrobeats, all that. What, it's been off his ting bag. <laughs> yeah, I would not be surprised to see him go back because Afrobeats is on such a wave right now. But... I almost want to put that, but I think at five, I think Rick Ross is on there. He's on every major Drake project, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Um, And then six. Yeah. Six for me, because I agree with you. He always seems to fit a a good female R&B artist in there. I want to say Summer. I think I'm going to lock Summer in as my six with Burna Boy, Missing the Bubble, and Young Thug missing the bubble. I feel like Young Thug would be on there too because he's a go-to for Drake. Another one, Lil Dirk. Dirk, Dirk as of late was another one I just thought. Dirk of. as of late, but Thug, like he was just on Thug's album that Thug released about two months ago, and Thug's in jail. And I think Drake had two features. I like his verse a lot on that. Um, okay, oh, you went? I should say, man, I might include Thug on there instead of Summer. Yeah. Keeping that it's going to be a, a rapping heavy album, assuming, assuming I'm going to replace Young yeah. Thug with Summer Walker. There we go. That's my that's my six. Cole, 21, Future, Rick Ross. Uh, who the fuck else? I said Young Thug. Who was my six? My old ass can't even remember. Where's that six right there? <laughs> Future, right? I said that. Future, Frank. Future, yeah. yeah. You said Future 2, 21, 2. 
Yeah. And then J. Cole. So uh, I do think Travis. That was the other one I missed. Travis and then I, Ross. You'll never see it, but I'd like to see Kendrick and Drake one more time. That'd be cool. Could be. Could be. They've been you've seen you've seen them on two songs together and then Kendrick did an interlude. But that's that's sad. Unless I'm forgetting something that happened before, but uh uh no, I don't think that's only been two tracks and then the interlude. I would I would love it. It would throw off I'd love a Kendrick feature anyway, but Kendrick's probably back in his hiding hole for another four years. We'll see him in 2026, 2027. We'll see Kendrick next year. <sighs> Damn it all, Kendrick. I, I very hope. I I hope you're right. He's off. Last time, two and a half years, nothing moved him, and then he made he an was album. Off. So it's, it's hope. He's off TDE officially, right? That was his last contractual obligation. And every everybody yeah. over there gets, yeah. you know, fucking handicapped. Like, they just... They hold them hostage over there. So I don't, there was, I said this last podcast or the R&B podcast, there was no reason for SZA to have four years in between her album or whatever it was. No reason at all. So Kendrick being gone from there, I would not be surprised. I believe she had like recorded features that just didn't get um, cleared. Yeah. I mean, SZA. Like, I believe she had like a few features that just, that just couldn't get cleared. Yeah, I don't know how SZA, of all artists, does not get features cleared. She should have been all over the place in the interim. But she was. I mean, we heard her a good amount. But we should have heard her all over the place in between Control going into her sophomore effort. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They have such quality music over there at TDE. Three singles. Yeah, and she had Lucy's coming out left and right. It's just they have such quality music over there at TDE. And yet, they can't seem to like ride the wave. You know, they'll, they'll have Schoolboy come out when all of them were dropping that were in TDE, like really rapping. They had the BET cipher. You didn't hear from them ever again after that. It seemed like besides Kendrick, you had J Rock come out later on, and uh, you know J Rock's just now dropping singles in 2023. That album released in 2018, I believe, 2018, 2019, around there. So yeah. I mean, and it was fire. I was a it was his most popular album, Win. It was fire. It had a lot of good music. Featured Kendrick on multiple songs. Had SZA. Had... Um, I can't remember also who on the, But there was a lot of songs. That was one of my favorite albums from that year. Like, J-Rock's re- re- released a lot of music. Um, Absol went from, like, 2016, which was Do Without Wilt, to, to last then year. last year. Or, I was going to say, to last year when he released his album, Schoolboy Q Waits Forever. Isaiah Rashad, wherever he is, I don't that's know. That's the thing. I don't think none of these artists want to wait forever. I think it's a like, management I, thing. And that's what you saw a few weeks ago, I believe, with Reason and Punch. They were going back and forth online. I don't know if it was Punch. I don't want to spread misinformation out there. But, you know, he was going back and forth from someone from TDE's management about, you know, this shit. And I think Reason just dropped recently, which would make him, you know, some of the most current to have two he different. He did, and I was like three. You know, he was three years in between. Yeah, and this was like two and a half, three years, I think. And he's yeah, he's one of the quickest. I think I think it might have been twenty twenty one. I think it was early twenty twenty one because I really liked his uh, debut, 
Because um, like you saw him a little bit on the uh, Dreamville project, and then he put out his. Look who it is. And then he put out New Beginnings, and I, that is. album was fire. Uh, I gotta leave. <sighs> no, you're good. You're good. Twenty twenty. No, I didn't know if you were already. How was your leave, bro? <laughs> just like, Tim, you. Oh, we absolutely are recording already, but that's okay because we're about at the end of our I music talk, anyways. Tim, you got it. You got an 80s porn stash going on right there. Is All right, Timmy. So I do have a what kind of going on? What here? was the question? <laughs> I said, it looks like you got like an 80s porn stash or like cop um, stash going on right now. I got a little something, something. I like it. I like. It. I didn't notice that on draft. Yeah, no. Day. Kyle thinks that you only have sex with music in the background. <laughs> what? Videoed music in the background. Gentleman never tells. <laughs> <laughs> For but sure, sure. anyways, um, what I was going to ask you is, I know, <laughs> I know you like music a little bit. Um, Drake album. Do you think it's going to be good, you're bad, ask, or in between? You're asking me or you're asking Quick question. Kyle? Oh, I'm asking you. Kyle I don't know enough about, about Drake I'm asking you. to be honest with you. Don't listen to him enough. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him, it's going to be like Fair an enough. 82. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Going to get an 82 minus, out of 100? Minus. Random question before we get into this <laughs> B minus. When before we get into the football stuff that we're doing, what would you who are you who is your favorite artist? Or like name two. I know you like childish Gambino um, a lot, but other than that. It's actually hard because I actually don't listen to music quite as much as I used to. I'm I'm more of a podcast guy now. Um Man, yeah. I mean Warner Brothers I do listen to it now, pretty frequently, it. so yeah. Uh if I had to pick two, I would probably say most listened Much to are like Tyler the Creator. I listen to him a lot. He's on like all of my playlists. So um, him, and then like you yeah. said, Childish. I got Logic's on there. I, I I like Logic. He hasn't really dropped much in lately, but or at least I don't have it. So fair enough. Fair enough. I was just curious of what uh, Timmy listened to, but I can see Timmy's just uh, getting himself a lot of the Warner Brothers podcast. And speaking of, guys, you haven't seen his face yet, I don't think, but Timmy Gray, he's been on multiple podcasts. Shout out to Timmy. A little dark. Welcome in, buddy. End, but How are you doing? I know you're fine. You're fine. We brighten you up. We make you look great. Don't worry. The Warner Brothers graphics <laughs> team over here does phenomenal work, so don't worry, don't you worry, don't you worry about anything. Video All right, it is almost September. Wake me up when September ends. Um, it is almost September. It is almost time for the NFL. We just participated <laughs> in a draft where Kyle took DK Metcalf at number nine in the most shocking pick in fantasy football, one of our fantasy football histories up there in the top five most shocking picks um real quick how do you guys both feel about your team i'm gonna start with you um looking at my team i think there's definitely spots that i would have liked to come out a little bit stronger like my flex i'm not super confident in my flex but i think i got a guy that can break out and potentially be a solid wide receiver one potentially if if the if justin fields is who i think he is then i think i'm okay but uh, there's just pieces like I, I told myself coming into this draft, the first two rounds, I was going to get two wide receivers. And then second round, I just couldn't pull the trigger on any of those guys. So walked away with a running back and that's what I didn't really want. So. Uh, 
you, I was going to say, I wanted to go first two wide receivers too. Mm-hmm. My first three picks were running backs yep. because they fell to me. We'll talk about that when I get to mine. But, uh, so what 11. you would pick, see, I was at, oh, right no, yo, yeah, you were 11. You were right at the end. Um, what were you hoping to get? Like, what were you, what were your back to back wide receiver so coming in? On the ride down, I had, like, obviously I rode down to Boston with Austin there and, uh, we were talking the whole time, and I was like, yep. I know something crazy is going to happen with two people in this first round, and I know Devontae Adams is going to get to me at 11, and I'm taking him. He's not getting past me. And then yeah. in the second round, I wanted Stephon Diggs, but, like, it was just so tough. I didn't expect him to get out of the first round, but that would have been my ideal, yeah. too. Um, yeah, that must have yeah. that must have sucked because yeah. he was like a pick right when, before. When you, he took Saquon like, oh, God, first, I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe he goes running back, running back here, and yeah. nah, he didn't. Because I know he liked Chubb, so I figured he might take Chubb there. But no. um, I was hoping for either Steph Diggs. Yeah, the two that I was debating on was AJ Brown and Amon Ra. Amon Ra, I just felt like it would have been too mm. a little mm-hmm. bit too much of a reach for me, knowing that I could get a running back that will probably score. Just just the same amount, or you know, a little bit more uh, fantasy points this year. You know, he doesn't have Kareem there; he might get some more yeah. passes, hopefully. Um, and I love Chubb. I think he is one of the best yeah. pure running backs in the league. So you give him his touches, I think he'll be a stud. So I, I like that. He's oh, top. Yeah. He's easily top five for like, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking just pure runner, and you're not taking just a like running. I mean, he's top yeah. three probably for talking just pure runner, like him, Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, not that like Saquon and Austin Eckler can't run well or Saquon uh, um, McCaffrey, but it's just that when you're talking pure running between the tackles, the Nick Chubb is up there with the best. But uh, so Kyle, uh, your DK pick obviously shook, shook the world. Uh, talk about it. And then how do you feel about your team so far? First of all, I just want to say I had Chubb last year, had Nick Chubb. I think my second pick, don't remember where I picked him, but he was great the first half of the year, and he tapered off the second half. Really wonder mm-hmm. the Browns in general. I just am curious yep. about this year with Deshaun Watson and everything going on there. Decaf though, I I wanted two receivers first. I wanted two number one options. I got him in AJ Brown, which that should be interesting with Devontae Smith there too. Um, yep. Look, I think the Seahawks. I don't want to give too much away because we got our NFL preview show coming up but i do think the seahawks have a big year i think gino has a big year and decaf being the or sorry dk metcalf having the uh number one option on that team i think he has his biggest year yet will that be first round production i don't know i'm betting high on it clearly i took him with my uh ninth overall pick in the first round but i think i think he can back it up Mm -hmm. will he we will see but that was my rationale i do think he and the seahawks and the Seahawks offense has a big year. He will be a big part of that. And, uh, yeah, hoping for a 12-touchdown, okay. 14-touchdown year from Metcalf. I I don't even hate that logic. The only reason why I think that was a very unnecessary pick is I don't think other people have that logic. I think you could have waited, honestly, to the beginning of the third. I know you would have been towards the late third, but even if you would have picked him in the second, you would have easily gotten him in the second. That's why I think it was shocking for me because 
Lodge, he went from that's 75 fair. to 90 catches. He was over 1,000 last year, and he had uh, six touchdowns. He had 12 the year before. So thinking he couldn't get 1,312 uh, touchdowns, that's that's not crazy. And he could put up top seven fantasy numbers, which would put him at around pick nine, ten. So, uh, but you go on. Lost you guys for a sec. Y'all there? No, we're here. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Timmy and I were kind of just rocking out. Uh, we were just waiting, but um, yeah, DK Metcalf. How do you, um? I think you could have waited on it, but I do think he could play well. You were gonna say something, and you go on. I was just gonna say that's the difference. Like this is obviously my first time in the league, but like that's the difference with uh, like our basketball games we do. I have an idea of like who everybody likes, so I know where I can kind of pick and choose my players. Yeah, me wanted to go like I said, two first round yep. or two receivers in my first two rounds. Um, Decaf being right there. I keep calling him Decaf. DK Metcalf being right there. <laughs> that was my pick, and again, I think he has a big year. So now knowing, now knowing that though, I'm like, okay, yeah, I probably could have got him because it's pretty much back to back for me. I would have been at the top of the second round, but. Out of the two picks, out of him and A.J. Brown, I'm honestly regretting A.J. Brown more than anything because I think Devontae Smith, there's just so many options in that Eagles offense, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a huge year. I almost wish I picked him instead of Lamar Jackson. Uh, but in general about my team, I feel a lot like Tim does. Like I feel like if Lamar has the year I think he's going to have, my team should be okay. But if he gets hurt at all, my team's going to be in uh, some trouble, I believe. Moving on to my team real quick. If Christian Watson, if Jordan Love is semi a human, Christian Watson has over a thousand. And if Baker Mayfield's sort of a human, Chris Godwin has a hundred catches and probably a thousand. And if that's the case, I'm projected number one. <laughs> I'm feeling as confident as can be. Like my wide receivers are the only thing. Like I got Bijan at eight, and I was like, I didn't think he was gonna get to eight. I was really prepared to get like, I was gonna yeah. go Cooper Cup because I thought he would fall, but I was planning on going receiver receiver because I thought I could get a Cooper Cup and then possibly scoop up like an AJ Brown or something in the second round. Like, and that was the plan to go those two, but it ended up going Bijan. And then yeah. Derrick Henry happened to be there. And then I'm higher I'm higher yeah, I'm on not, Najee I'm than I guess our league Najee, is yeah. because I think sure. I think their offensive line got better. I don't think it's great, but I got better. I think that with Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, I think is going to take a step up. Pickens or Pickett in an entire offseason with the with the offense, plus you having Deontay Johnson plus Pat Fryermuth. I think the I think year one, Najee, he just got fed the ball so much. And really the difference between him yeah. from year one to year two was his receiving numbers. And it was because Big Ben couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yards down the field. Like, and he only could do that twice a game. So he was like, uh, one, two, Najee. Uh, one, two, Najee. It was the same thing with Kamara with Breeze. <laughs> it was like, uh, one, two, Kamara. So like he just got so many catches, which made his numbers go crazy. But like running wise, it was the same. I think those lanes open up a little bit more. He gets over four a carry. I think 
I think me having him in third round as a flex, I think he could be RB2. I don't think RB1, but I do think he could be higher end RB2 this year. And so I have that at my flex. And like, I'm, I couldn't be happy. Like you said, him going in the really third round is like happy. a crazy value. Like a lot of people would be taking him at the 2 3 turn or even like earlier second if they wanted to go running back heavy. The, the problem I see with Najee yeah. is with Kenny Pickett and all those offensive wide receiver weapons that you've talked about. I love George Pickens. I think he's a great athlete. And I, obviously, Deontay Johnson is still there. He's still a stud. It's harder for Kenny yeah. Pickett of to course. just dump the ball to Najee especially with Kenny Pickett being a younger quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about Big Ben 10 years ago, he probably wouldn't have dumped it quite as much as he did a few years ago when Najee was the one no. before. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Right. He had, and he even had, he had legs. <laughs> he even had two legs under him. He had so, a right like, He could still run. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He, uh, and uh, he Kenny Pickett's legs. a little bit more willing to yeah. run, a little bit less willing to dump the ball. And then the other problem we saw with Najee last year is he averaged pretty poor running back numbers when it comes to running the ball. Because one, his offensive line was terrible, and two, he was having like a foot injury for a lot of that. If he doesn't quite return to four yards per carry or yeah. better, like hopefully we'd get him closer to five. Obviously, if we want a fantasy stud, um, of course. And those passes aren't there, then I don't know. Maybe they like maybe he lucks out and just gets a lot of goal line touchdowns. But in that case, third round, great value, but not a guy I was looking to have as an RB two. Um, See, that, that's the right. thing with it. I wasn't looking him RB2 either. I was looking for him RB2 yeah. if he fell to, like, the fourth. Because my goal was to get – or, like, if he was at the fourth, even if he had to be my RB1, if it was a fourth-round yeah. pick, I'm fine with that as an RB1 in the fourth. Because I was hopeful to get two wide receivers, quarterback, yeah. running back, were my first four. And I because last year I tried to do the – wait for a quarterback because like the top end crop, but like with how important the quarterback position is, there really is a huge difference between Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hertz, Lamar, when it then to Kirk, like in the years past, it doesn't feel as much, but they can. Yeah. It just uh-huh. feels like they change a game because Kirk is way more often, even if the points are there, Kirk's 12. way more often to give you that. 175 yeah. yards, one touchdown, two picks. Yeah. Then Mahomes no, like, is not going to really give you that. I, I so totally that, agree. That's what the, the, cor- nice the top five going. quarterbacks are like clearly separated from the next 10, right? Those next 10, you could probably group them all into one tier and just be like, if you got one of these guys, cross your fingers and hope you have a good week. If you got one of these five guys, you're fine. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. Um, there's yeah no there's really like fantasy wise Mahomes Burrow Allen Hurts Jackson one tier Herbert Rogers Lawrence Prescott Murray Tua you're next yeah don't Kirk even, Cousins don't even really down care about figure guys. it out yeah little, I, little, I, anyone anyone f Kirk Cousins Stafford I, Wilson I need them Goff, to play me Sturt, one game Smith, like, when my quarterback's on by and then I don't care about any of those people. <laughs> Yeah, that or like if you have to have them all your yeah, every week exactly. you're going in just get me to 24 just get me to 22 just get me get me there because if you got them mm-hmm. you better have hit on your first three like you better be looking at jamar chase Ramondre stevenson and yeah. a calvin ridley uh someone like that you better be jalen waddle like you better be hitting on those three if gino's your quarterback if that's not then yeah I mean, luck part of me fans. wanted to come into this draft and wait on a QB and get 
multiple, like literally take three quarterbacks and have them all be QB like 15 through 30 and then just play the week. And, and like this matchup's and, really good. He's in, mm-hmm. he's on a roll, he's in, whatever it is. And my plan was to yeah. go in there and get Geno Smith late, Jared Goff late, and like Daniel Jones late and literally just play the matchup. Because one of those guys is probably having a 30-point week every week. And it's just hard to like find them. The other thing with yeah. our league is with quarterback scoring a lot more, it's easy to just separate yourself from like the bad teams if your quarterback scores you 50 points than if nobody else is really scoring. So. Absolutely. Going oh, yeah. half PPR for our league is going to help for sure, uh, which is why I grabbed Aaron Rodgers because I was like, I think Aaron Rodgers could have a big year, especially if things go well in New York, and someone mm-hmm. halfway through the season is going to need it. And for some reason, if Burrow does get injured, I do have somebody who yeah. I feel the thing I actually brought that up with Austin but, was you took Aaron Rodgers super late, and I remember what it must have been the the Vermont trip we did in uh, Fairleigh, Vermont, or whatever. When you took Tom Brady in like the tenth round, yep. and he was like QB three that year or something like that, and you literally just possibly did it again with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like it was just it. it he was just there, yeah. and I was like, "I'm why not take him?" Because then even even if say like Burrow is putting up like thirty two a game just to put mm-hmm. out a number, and Rodgers is putting up twenty nine, people see Burrow's name. And I could possibly trade and get yeah, uh, 100%. Garrett Wilson type receiver to add to my crew, but still have the production of 98% of the production yeah. or whatever the production would be. You know what I mean? With Aaron Rodgers there. So it's like I have flexibility to trade if Aaron Rodgers is great. And if he's not great, mm-hmm. hopefully I need him one week and then we're good. That's it. All I'm looking for is one week at minimum, at maximum, you can hopefully start for the championship team. But. I guess Kyle is acting hey, up right now. I used on to his have end. internet. So. I I mm. used to live at the house, so I did have that internet, so I completely understand. Um Word. we're gonna just keep going with what we're doing. So I'm gonna hold off. I did a top thirty two quarterback list going into the season, every starter, and then I have him into twelve tiers Word. that I'll run with you once Kyle gets back. Uh, but fantasy, um, not fantasy wise, regular NFL wise, who do you think makes the biggest leap this year? Oh, as a player, as a player. you can give me as a player, you, you can give me, and then we'll talk team afterwards too, but you can give me even a quarterback. You can give me a wide receiver, whatever position you want to, which player do you feel makes the biggest leap? If you need two or three, I'll give I you one it, so right off. It's, it's actually kind of hard for me to put this player here. Because he low key already started doing it, but in my mind, I think Tua could be yeah. a QB one this year, and I think he could be electric in that offense. It's the same situation to me mm-hmm. that Brock Purdy succeeded in. You have a bunch of great, fast skill positions. Just get them the ball, and they'll do the rest. I think he could like his numbers could go off the charts. I I wouldn't surprise me if he goes for five thousand this year, especially with the seventeen games. Um, the the reason I say he already did yeah. that was because he was in the MVP running until that first concussion last year. He was literally third. He was It was Hurts, Mahomes, Absolutely. Tua. He was the most accurate quarterback. He was had this great QBR, ton of yards, ton of touchdowns, and then he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. They didn't lose. They, nope. say they didn't lose a game when he was starting. They so had that like big comeback against 7-0 at that point. Like he was, that was a fantasy goldmine for that 
Oh my god. That was a bonanza. If you all you needed was Baltimore had, and I Miami that week, you were chilling. I remember that, and I was just scrolling down. I just remember seeing like like some ESPN article pop up. It was like Tua throws his fifth touchdown of the day, and I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I scrolled down. He's got like fifty eight points, and I'm like, "Oh great, <laughs> I'm gonna lose this week." But like, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Thank you, Tua, for um, doing cool things. So like, but, like if he didn't yeah, get hurt last year, absolutely. I think he would have been. Very, very good. Right there. Um, people are like really quick. They're like already putting Tua in this like bust category. And I just don't think that that's quite. Uh, no, it's it's not correct. You'll see on my quarterback rankings when we go through yep. it. I'm waiting for Kyle. We are waiting for Kyle, but you'll see that I don't with the bust. agree yeah. with that at all. Uh, mine. Yeah, mine actually is Deshaun Watson. I think he's. I think he's coming back to form because it's when you think about Deshaun Watson two years, two and a half, three years ago, pretty much, I think at 33 touchdowns, 34 mm-hmm. touchdowns, like six or seven picks. This was when it was Rogers, Mahomes, Brady, not that order. And then Deshaun Watson was your four. Like there was no one else in the league that was up there. Breeze was great. Don't get me wrong. Obviously big Ben was cool. There were other people who were really good in the league, but Josh Allen hadn't ascended yet. Burrow wasn't in the league yet. Lamar was Lamar was right before Lamar became Lamar Jackson that we know today. It was like he was right there talent-wise, and I think he wouldn't be Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make it sound like that, but I think in Andy Reid's system, if they would have taken him instead of taking Mahomes, I think he could have flourished there too. I think he would have been great. Do I think he's Mahomes? No. Do I think he could have been put up production? They would have a Super Bowl right now. I do think they could have a Super I mean, Bowl right now. He's just he that got special. He got pretty close and to I winning think, the Super Bowl. Yeah, go on. Like obviously you can't just say if they would have made it, they would have won. But he got pretty close to winning the Super Bowl with that dog shit ass Texans team. So like, I'm not. I wouldn't. That's not like <laughs> reaching to say that he would have a Super Bowl. I totally agree. He's he's a, a tremendous athlete. No, I was say- and he hasn't really played in what mm-hmm. two years now. So like for them to just count him out. It's kind of like the same yeah. like thing with Calvin Ridley. It's like if they come back and they just return to form, which they're young, they could totally do it. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I and Cal, like even more so with Calvin Ridley than Deshaun. Deshaun, it's a quicker like obviously you have to read the defense, make throws, make on all that stuff, which is why I think this year he going into it, he could be much better because he's got a full year in that offseason. He got the rust out last year. He already played the Texans in Houston, so he got out that, like, revenge, like, comeback, whatever game you want to call it. So, like, he got He's all back. that stuff out. Hey, 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 hey. It's the brother. <laughs> I can finally fucking Good. see you guys. Um, is your mic close to you right now? Jesus You're good. You're perfectly fine back but anyways we'll we'll figure that out um kyle i'll ask you this question uh you don't have to answer it fantasy wise you can't answer it fantasy wise you're good timmy uh you could answer it fantasy wise who do you think in the nfl makes the biggest leap this year a singular person hmm seems like everybody's on the pickings wave from the yep. Steelers. 
Seems like everybody thinks he's gonna make a jump. Um, you know what? This might be bullish, especially because you know he was my quarterback drafted. But I really do think Lamar makes a jump. Uh, as far as from the pocket, uh, I think this will be his most prolific passing season mm-hmm. as a quarterback. Uh, we'll still see the running, like that'll still be explosive, whatever, whatever. But I could see, you know, Lamar getting something like 34 touchdowns from the pocket, you know, from his arm. That would be a big deal. Absolutely. You know, if we could see that, something like that, and six rushing touchdowns, you know, I, and I think that's what they're going to need, you know, to compete with Cincinnati, to compete with the Steelers, to compete with the Browns. Yeah. Like, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, like, I just have no idea what the fuck we're getting from the Browns this year. Uh, but I I think regardless, they're going to be so unpredictable. They're going to be tough. They got enough talent on that team on both sides of the ball to where they're going to make life tough in those divisional games, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's Baltimore, yeah. whether it's Cincy. Uh, so, you know, I think Lamar's going to need that year. I mean, he's coming off that big contract, all the controversy from this this past summer, the offseason. So, uh yeah, I think he does need to come out and perform. So I do think he, even with a league MVP, I think Lamar takes a leap as a player, as a yep. thrower, as a pure quarterback. I I could see it for sure. And Lamar is a really interesting person be, as a quarterback because um, I think Burrow's number two. I think that's kind of like a consistent thing for like a lot of people. Some people may have Allen, whatever. Obviously, Lamar was right up there with Mahomes right after that MVP, and then kind of afterwards, little playoff, not not much playoff success from there. Obviously, they lost to the Titans that year, and then afterwards, he didn't progress as we thought in the pocket. He's one of those guys that if he was like proficient in the pocket, you could almost say you would put him in like a Mahomes tier, and it's because of how electric he is with his legs. And they, because he's such a different dynamic than we've really seen, like obviously Michael Vick, uh, we're seeing Jalen Hurts kind of have a little bit of that, but he's more of the Cam Newton ilk than he's going to be the Lamar. Lamar is just like a super special runner that we clearly like clearly. So like if he could just hone in getting that kind of talent, it's kind of like I always, I compared him back in the day to Giannis. Like if Giannis was just to get, not even like a KD jump shot, but like get a legitimate jumper, can hit the three legitimately. Like goat status for him is like in sight. Not that he could he would get to it, but just like it would be so unfair to because he would not you wouldn't be able to stop it because you'd have to play him close and that's two steps and a dunk. And it's the same thing with Lamar. If you had to play him straight up with just a spy, you couldn't just load up it would be almost over for the league. So, like, that's the kind of thing with Lamar that's interesting. And if he does make that leap, he could – he's one of the only people in the league that really could dethrone Mahomes from the best quarterback in the league. But I don't know if anyone's going to. And you but mentioned Hurts. I believe Hurts takes a could. leap. I believe Hurts takes a leap this year too. I believe Hurts continues his climb, continues his Man. ascent. I think he'll be like to me. I think he should have been outside of Mahomes. I think he should have been. The oh man, this guy is I bet you. I bet right you he's feeling oh, the he's mad. The fuck out of here! I don't. No, even he blame absolutely him. is fuming. There is no doubt in my uh-huh. mind. There is. N- 
no doubt in my mind he is fuming. But uh, do you have any uh, football questions here at all? I know we were talking before. If you I have don't have any questions. Uh, I have another, uh, well, another breakout potentially. Um, staying at the quarterback position, Trevor Lawrence. I think he's an MVP candidate. This oh yeah, year, I potentially think is on the table. So um, it's not just potentially. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's all there. It's. There's no re- – like, he took that – you see it a lot. If you go through the last MVP runners-up or MVPs, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Lamar, mm-hmm. Semi-Burrow, like, all year two, all year three guys making – they've got the best team they probably ever will have unless they have, like, a second rendition because they're cheap. They can get everybody around them. So you have Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, pretty good offensive line, Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. who's one of the most underrated coaches in the league, all that. The defense isn't even that great. They got a couple pieces here and there, but they're not even that great. But again, doesn't really matter when you're trying to win MVP exactly if you're winning games and they're in. But it's not like take them out. They're probably playing against the worst crop of division. Yeah, the NFC South them are the NFC South. Opinion, but- like those are – yeah, the NFC South is it's a total. Yeah. The Jags make the NFC South worse. Like if the Jags were the you old put the Jags, Titans I think in the you NFC could have South, a debate. They'll win. That. So it's <laughs> yeah, I, I, they would be competing for sure. <laughs> yep. Like the, it'd be them or the Saints. Like they would be competing for sure. But so I think Trevor Lawrence absolutely could blow up this year, and it may yep. it would make sense. It's on that right They'd, trajectory, right timeline for everybody. For Calvin Ridley. And I've brought this up before. Young quarterbacks, when you trade for a stud wide receiver, just get better. So if Calvin Ridley still is a stud, boom. That's why I like Fields this year is because he needs to take a step. And DJ Moore is a guy that can help him take a step. So That's what you see. That's what I've wanted for the Patriots. That's why I thought Mm -hmm. it was so important for them to get a number one with Mac because you see – to at least see what they are, because if you if you put everything you need around them, then you know in a year or two, okay, that's not our guy, or okay, that is our guy. Like you saw Kyler, you put DeAndre Hopkins. This one not even one we usually mention. Like you see people mention, but you put DeAndre Hopkins around Kyler. We already knew he was good. We and saw him have his best season. <laughs> Lamar um and got paid. Josh, <laughs> playing Call of Duty now, but he got paid. Uh, uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, their best season. Jalen Hurts, Tua AJ Tyreek, Brown, their best season. It's just a which long is wild. list, and it's getting longer Tua every Tyreek. year. So, it really is. Um, like you, when you have a legitimate number one, and you're a, especially a young QB. I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't need it, but Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and now he has Travis Kelsey, but Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. You can't, you cannot can tell me that he would just have been as good. He would fifty touchdowns year one yeah, fully I, starting I without Tyree Kill. Like, like of course, like Jamar Chase comes right with Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow played well year one, but he got injured. I think it was thirteen mm-hmm. touchdowns, five picks. Like, fine, elevated. Jamar Chase, yep. boom, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Obviously, you saw Matt Stafford. He had good years. He had great years as Megatron. He goes gets Cooper Cup. <laughs> And they get a it ball. just it and the defense yeah like once you just once you get your number one receiver especially as a younger quarterback it just makes everything mm-hmm. like open up because you know 
third and six, tight game, one on one over there. Here you go. All right. <laughs> it's going there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's same thing. Like, Travis Kelsey on third down. Mahomes was going there eight, eight seven times out of ten, and it's going to work nine out of those seven. Like seven out of those seven, like ninety percent of the time, it's going to work. So, I was going to wait, but do you want to just go through I'm my your quarterbacks? Uh, I do have list. a question. Um, just to get your yeah, no, your you keep going with your question. Um, I hear that the Patriots have released both quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, off their roster. Um. Yeah, and then I think they brought what the Zappy hell? Like, back. Like they I, need that extra three hundred k that they can maybe work out of that contract. I was thinking they were just going to keep Mac and go sign whoever the backup was ten years ago that they keep having on their roster for whatever reason. Yeah, no. <laughs> rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. But like they they would filter through between like Brian Ryan Hoyer. Mallett, That's who Brian I was thinking Hoyer. About. Uh, there there was another guy like, but they just siphoned through. Like they're all backup. They do the thing that frustrates me about Bill and why I don't think he's the best coach in the league right now. He's the best defensive coach in the league because even with the mediocreish talent you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, talent wise, he is still orchestrating mm-hmm. a top totally five agree. defense every year. He's the best defensive mind ever. He's the best defensive coach in the league right now. It's not a question to me. I don't even really think it's an argument. It's just. Before, when you had Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady, who worked in perfect synergy, you didn't, yeah, he didn't have, have to worry really about that. Think whole about half. The he could just be. You, you don't have to, and obviously, like you oversee right. it. And I'm not making it sound like he had no offensive thoughts, but like when you have the greatest quarterback of all time paired with someone mm-hmm. he feels super comfortable with, you make magic, and every year you're going to do great. But then now you see, look at the best coaches in the league. Sean McVay, no order. Sean McVay, great offensive mind, innovative. Kyle Shanahan, great offensive mind, innovative. Andy Reid, when he's said and done, you could argue like him with Tom Landry, greatest offensive mind because he brought the Eagles to four straight NFC Championship games and the Super Bowl. The Chiefs before Mahomes he had in the playoffs religiously, and then Mm -hmm. obviously with Mahomes he really just taken off, of course. But you see that Doug Peterson's an innovative mind. He's a great coach. Really, you don't see many. The John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick are the three that really come to mind that are the defensive-minded coaches that are really good. But they're like almost grandfathered in. Like they've just been here for so long that they've naturally been that. But offensively, you need to tune up your offense because if not, yeah, and, and that's the new what you're saying about the defensive coaches there is if you look at the AFC North, right? They've had Harbaugh. He's great off their defensive yep. coach. And obviously now I'm blanking on the Steelers head coach. You literally just said him. Tom's. Yep. Um, Tom, Tom, great defensive Tom. coach. <laughs> when those guys don't have their offensive pieces, yep. when Lamar's not there, when Big Ben's not there, we see exactly what their team is. Is a 500 team or a 500 roster. They're going to win about half their games. That's not winning them a Super Bowl. That's not even making them the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's exactly what's happening with the Patriots is they have this just above 500 roster because their defense is so good. Their offense needs to figure it out, and they need coaching to be in the right. I think putting whatever the hell their offensive coordinator's name was last year, 
sorry, their defensive coordinator. Yeah, their defensive coordinator Matt, that Matt they just Patricia? put in the offensive position. That doesn't make any sense to me. I get it. He knows football. But obviously, he knows defense a little bit better than he knows offense. So maybe we should keep him over there. And he didn't know defense. Fair enough. Well. He he taught he didn't that know don't defense break well. defense. Here's, not here's like the thing: defense, defense. So that's he didn't know defense well. So here's the thing: when you have the greatest defensive mind, as we just said, we talk about or, Pat Patricia. <laughs> you listen. You didn't even have to know, and you you didn't even have to hear, and you knew who we were talking about. But when you have the greatest defensive mind ever, he orchestrated with the greatest defensive player ever, Lawrence Taylor. He had two Super Bowls over there. Comes to the Patriots, greatest show on turf. We'll hold him to seventeen. Going through all of that, you don't need to be great. You have a pencil with a laminated <laughs> sheet. What are you doing? You go to Detroit. You know what you try to do? Let me bring Kyle Van Noy over. Let me go bring these Patriots over. You know what you did? You sucked. Dan knee-eating Campbell's done much better there. Like, regardless of his press conference, the, the Lions might win the mm-hmm. division this year. They were good last year. So, like, he's done well. He at least has them playing hard, fighting hard, and good. And then you come back, you're going to bring him as an offensive coordinator with Joe special teams judge who didn't do well in his coach cut coaching job. Like, see, like him, and then we're going to just bring back Bill <laughs> O'Brien, which is cute and all. It's cool because at sure. least it's an offensive person. He just came from Saban, but like, he's not, like, we'll see if he's more innovative now, but like, even at Alabama, they were. They were just, they're just so obviously so good, but obviously they didn't win it last year. They weren't even in the they weren't even in the yeah, contention. When, they, when they Alabama had to face up against so like, teams that had amazing offenses like Tennessee, they couldn't hold. They just couldn't keep up, even with a top tier defense. They literally couldn't keep up. So yep. doesn't doesn't say Bryce Young had to put him on a back. But like it's like some mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, play calling does matter. Like the NFL coaching matters to yep. me more in the NFL than it does any other sport. Because of the play calling, because of you have eleven guys to control instead of in the NBA, Absolutely. you have five. Um, obviously, in the MLB, coaching does matter when you're playing. You know, okay, like this pitcher for this situation, this for this situation. That's more just situationally, but still, it comes down to okay, my ace is rolling. Okay, Mookie's at the plate. Like he's just got to see the curveball and hit the curve. Like it comes down like that's an indiv- It's a team game, but it really comes down to individuals. But in the NFL, it's just coaching matters so much obviously they have to go out there and make the plays but the position you put them in makes everything and if and so yeah long story NFL's bill belichick i hope that team. we can do something i personally as a patriots all. fan i'm out of here I mentally hope that we suck like the worst team in the league because Caleb Williams. I want I want a top two pick. If we get Caleb Williams or the other kid that I can't think of right now, uh, Drake May, I think is the North Carolina guy. Yeah, yeah, there we. Yeah, absolutely. One of those two were no, I totally agree. And I remember having a, a conversation. I won't say a similar conversation with Kyle last year about him saying if Mac Jones took a step. They could win a Super Bowl. I don't agree with that in the slightest because they don't have a skill position other than Ramondre. They have two mediocre tight ends, a bunch of wide receiver twos. Juju doesn't even have a knee right now. Are they going to figure that out? To me, they should have kept Jacoby Myers and not gotten rid of Juju. They gave the same contract. I don't get that. They should have kept – 
They should have kept the younger. Yeah, and then they should have went out. Yeah, you're right. Tried to get the exact same thing. He might not be the D Hop we know, but he was still great last year. He could be great this year. If they did get him, at least he's a one, a big one that is like taking pressure off of the twos. And then that helps you a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't mind Zeke. That's I just don't see this roster. No, I'm fine with that. Perfectly fine with Zeke. Because Ramondre's mm-hmm. a receiving back. He can do a little bit of everything, but goal line guy, yeah. you, you're going to save Ramondre's body. A little sucky for fantasy-wise because Ramondre was going to be just a bell cow, bell cow, but whatever. For an actual Patriots fan, cool. I'm great. I'm happy with it. But then when you go and you just – I've been asking for this since Tom – since they won the Super Bowl against the Rams. Like, I've been that like, – since they won it then. It's like, it's like, guys, just get a receiver. Yeah. We might no, have still kept that's Tom. True. Like if you just, we might have just, we might have kept Tom. Like, just get a receiver. I'm not asking for much. Like this year, if he doesn't get signed, yeah. give T. Higgins money. What are we using it for? To hold on to it so Robert Kraft can go to his parties and hang out with Meek Mill on the private jet. Like, why are we holding on to money? Yeah, that's that, the it just question. Make sense. I need Especially to know. the way that they've failed to draft a wide receiver in the last like five years. Nikhil Harry, first round bust. Last year was <laughs> Taekwon Thornton. Doesn't even look like he will play this year. If he does, I get it. He's a speedster, but like that we'll might not be see. good enough. You might as well just go sign one or trade for one that's proven. Really well. It's okay to do that. Plenty of teams have had success doing it. I, I'm on your side here, which is it's crazy because so I'm not a that's Patriots the one thing that. It's the one thing that – it's the one thing that pisses me off more than anything. Anything defensively. If they if they draft for if they're reach in the yeah, defensive no, he, I'm like, I he's gonna make them a stud. Like it's there's fine. something like where, they're probably gonna be out of <laughs> They're probably out of Bama. They're probably out of Rutgers. They're probably out of like Florida State. Like they're like whatever it is, I'm like, oh man, he probably could have got him in a second. I don't really mm-hmm. care. He knows what he's doing. It's when you see, oh man, we drafted Sony yeah. Michelle and didn't take Nick Chubb. Good. All right, cool. Like, it's just the offensive drafting early. We just don't do well. So it's like, hey, we don't analyze these people coming out of the draft well, or we just don't develop them in-house well because our system's really hard to play in. So let's get a guy who's already really good and kind of tailor it around him. T. Higgins, really good player. They won't. The Bengals might not have enough money. Burrow wants them to. But they don't. They'll have to adjust a lot, and if they do have enough money, that means they don't have enough yeah. money defensively, and that's probably not a good thing. So if they can't, I understand Burrow might take less to get T. Higgins there, and so kudos to him. But if not, they won't have that guy? either. Either that's T. Higgins, a, Joe Burrow, or Joe one. Mixon is not on this roster next year, in my opinion. That one of them has to leave, and it's not Joe Burrow. So yeah, and it. And it's probably and it's not Joe Mixon because they can get they get them cheaper. So like it's gonna be probably T Higgins and they know because they know Jamar Chase is coming on the pipeline. Oh, they're, and you're they're paying stupid Jamar. if you get rid of him. They might and just even bundle their to contracts together and be like, hey, here's half a billion, take it. For the two of you, it's a good deal. So, yeah, listen, it is whatever it is. Burrow, Burrow, right now, give him two more years as the best quarterback in history. Yeah, better oh, yeah. Than, in, in the Bengals history. Let me say, sorry, it's put in history. Boomer Esiason's the only maybe, one. That maybe really, I think there's maybe Dalton one was other okay. Guy, like Carson I didn't mind Palmer. Him. Andy was fine. Dalton was cool, but like no, he he got him to a Super Bowl already. He's mm-hmm. probably winning an MVP within the next few years. Like 
it's just so again the Patriots. I can rant about them for an hour. I want them to suck. I want them to get Caleb Williams. I want them to get T Higgins. And then I'll, I'll the day that happened, I would come on this podcast the next day and just book a Super Bowl. I book it. I don't really care. Book a Super Bowl because the defense is there. The number one's there. The wide receivers there. The running game's always there. The offensive line will catch up. We chilling. When Jacoby is not a great number one, he's a perfect slot mm-hmm. and a perfect even number two option. Perfect. I'm chilling with Hunter Henry. He's a really good tight end when you don't need him to be Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> when you're not asking him to be, in my opinion, still the greatest tight end of all time, Travis Kelsey's trying his hardest. But, like, <laughs> it's okay. Okay. I, I'm. You, do you have anything else? Because I'm going to get in this quarterback list, and then if Kyle's not here for it, we're just – it's going to be a Timmy and Keenan show. We're, I'm chilling with that. <sighs> okay. Uh, nothing's going to You don't have mind, anything else? So I think we're good. I don't have a list, so I'm just going to chime uh, in where I think you might have people too high, too low, whatever it is. No, but. that That's what I figured, and that's kind of why I like to do these lists. I'll post a graphic of the list okay. of the 32. I got 12 tiers. Okay. I don't have them named yet because I didn't. I haven't put, put it there yet. Uh, tier 12, I'm going to work 32 to 1. So 32, Sam Howell, 31, Desmond Ritter. 38, Anthony Richardson, 29, C.J. Stroud. I think they're all rookies. You could order them in any way you wanted to. Or there you go. Rookies or young guys, I should say. I don't want to say all rookies, but like you can order them in any way. If you wanted to have Sam Howell at 29 and C.J. Stroud at 32, right but, now but I'm not arguing. I do have a quick question. That is. Are you making this list assuming Kyler yeah. comes back? Okay. Yes. Kyler – a health Week this one? is a healthy Kyler Murray and this okay. list is what I, yes this is what I no this is right now what I think the best quarterbacks in the list. so let me specify who I think the best quarterbacks in the league are right now no fantasy just in the NFL okay. currently right now if I was to draft as a GM if I was to draft yep. one it would be Patrick Mahomes it's not as I'm not I'm not giving off anything for saying Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback but one I draft Patrick Mahomes two I would draft X three I would draft X go on and so on so then I have them tiered together. I have 28 and 27 tiered together. 28 is Ryan Tannehill. 27 is Baker Mayfield. I have tier 26 through 23 tiered together, and that is going to be Jordan Love, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young. So that's a 23. If you have anything, just butt in. I don't even worry about it. I'll I think stop. Just for me, butt in. I would probably have Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett in the same tier as Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, if I'm taking Ryan Tannehill, he's older, so like that makes sense that those two would be ahead of him. But like in terms of production, yeah. I think they're pretty all all of those guys are like pretty much the same tier for me. But I get it if like this tier isn't really a tier above, it's like a yeah, he's a little bit better and he's not quite as bad, so yeah, that's fair enough. I if you put, I mean, they're right there yeah. with them. They're the next two, so I get it. I kind of have like I, when I come up with these titles and tier really tier it together, it will be more so. So you see the graphic, but there that'd be I have twelve tiers. They're on tier ten. So then uh, two are on the next. Number twenty two is Jimmy G. Number twenty one is Derek Carr. Yeah, I think they're the same style of quarterback where you've got 
They are quarterbacks who, in the right situation, can produce Super or even Bowls play well, but they're not, as Eric Mangini yeah. likes to say, force multipliers. And then I got, this is going to be the one, and this is before going into the season. These can change, obviously, as the season goes on. So it's year eight. Right now I have 20. I have Justin Fields, 19, Brock Purdy, 18, Daniel Jones. Going through. I think Fields Field can get to closer to top 10 by the end of the year yeah. if he takes that leap for sure. But I think as of right now, I mean, he needs to throw for over 2,300 yards in a season before I have him yeah, above people even like Jared Goff. I think Daniel, Daniel Jones had a really good year. And Brock Purdy, I mean, obviously he was in a better situation than Justin Fields was. But Brock Purdy did show that in that situation, yeah. he flourished to the highest, like as well as you can expect a seventh-round rookie to so tier after that geno smith at 17 jared goff at 16 i think jared goff is that middle line those are my unto right middle my two unsung heroes of fantasy football those guys you can stream them and they'll be fine but don't play them every week if you play detroit when they're on on the road expect 10 points but like you can you can play those guys absolutely absolutely Absolutely, and the thing with it is, FanDuel wise, when you're doing daily fantasy, they're perfect because mm-hmm. they're cheaper, but they're great matchup guys. So, absolutely. And then, so I've got fifteen, fourteen, and thirteen are all together. That is Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Matthew Stafford. Uh, I actually named this one already. It's talent with a chip. It's people who are very talented. They should have a chip on their shoulder because Stafford mm-hmm. needs to show he still can play. Wilson needs to try to play and actually prove that he can still do it. And Deshaun also is another person who has the talent, but we need to see him do it. That one I actually named. And then the next one I named too, I was coming up with these titles as. And so that's 12, 11, 10, and 9. And that's Kirk Cousins at 12, Tua 11, Kyler 10, Dak at 9, and it's can you win? Can you win a Super Bowl with those quarterbacks there? I think that list can totally win a Super Bowl. Um, To me, the problem is just money. Like, I don't think it's a talent question. It's just like when Kirk Cousins is eating up $40 million of the salary cap, you probably can't win a Super Bowl. But when, you know, like when they got to pay Tua, I don't know if Tua can win a Super Bowl. But right now, Tua could win a Super Bowl. This year or next year, he could totally win a Super Bowl. See, see, that's the thing with them is – they're in the can you win because are they good enough to actually go out there and win? Like, they're quarterbacks to where when you put the great team around them, like mm-hmm. think of the 2015 Broncos. Obviously, they had the name Peyton Manning. That was not Peyton Manning. He, was, he got replaced by Brock Osweiler during the year. That was a game manager at best who just wasn't making mistakes in the playoffs. That, t- talent, that team was so talented, especially that defense, they won it all. The Seahawks in 13. Russell Wilson was not this Russell Wilson yet. He was really a he was a better game manager who knew how to make plays and knew, did not make mistakes. They're that good. It's when you have the team around them, you can go win. It's when you don't have the team around them after that rookie contract. Kyler's got his money. Dak has got his money. Kirk has got his money. Can mm-hmm. you win with these quarterbacks? Remains to be seen. The cap has been second round for all of them. Oh, Kyler first round, obviously Kirk and Dak have gotten to the second round. None of them NFC championship or AFC championship. Then I don't have names for any of, actually I have a name for the top one, but uh, 
The next tier is eight, seven, and six is Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, and Justin Herbert. I think all three of those quarterbacks are amazing. I think all of them can they if they all of them won the Super Bowl this coming year, I would be like, okay. Quarterback wise, I'd be like that, of course. And their team wise, even the Jags, if they put it together, okay. That just means the defense played up yep. and Trevor really ascended. Aaron Rodgers would have been like, okay, he really did make the difference in New York. And the Chargers have been like, they finally are healthy for an entire season. Really what it'd be. So they're, they're all there. And then I have three more tiers left. So tier three, five, four, and three. It's Lamar Jackson at five, Jalen Hurts at four, Josh Allen at three. And then I have Joe Burrow, a tier by himself at two. And then Patrick Mahomes in what I call the God tier at one by himself. I think he is a tier above Joe Burrow. I think t- Joe Burrow, because of his accuracy, his poise, his calmness, and the confidence he in- gives to everybody else is a tier above Josh, Jalen, and Lamar. And then I think Jalen, Lamar, Josh, you could order them anyway, and I'm not I mad. totally agree with you, top 10. I mean, I think a couple of those, especially when it comes to like the tiers, you can mix and mingle the tiers all you want, but like... Seven through nine is going to be yep. seven through nine. You just reorder them, whatever, and they're fine. They're all in that same tier. Um, yeah. And I, I totally do agree. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen, um, both for fantasy this year. I think he'll be a little bit better. And for just, like, franchise guy, if I'm trying to start a franchise, I'm taking him. Um, yep. He looks at the top ten before I get kicked off again. Okay, um, I'll you know, go it back like through. Everything's going smoothly now. I don't know what the fuck. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody, but it seems like we're back. Yes, so I'll go through the top ten. I went through the th- top thirty-two quarterbacks in the league. I have them tiered in twelve tiers, but I'll go through just the top ten right now. Go through the top thirty-two, actually. Let's go. Go through the top thirty-two. Okay. Um. So I'll quickly breeze through it. So. I won't tell him. I won't say the tier. I'll just go thirty-two to one. Thirty-two is Sam Howell. Uh, Sam Howell. Thirty-one is Desmond Ritter. Thirty is Anthony Richardson. Twenty-nine is C.J. Stroud. Twenty-eight Ryan Tannehill. Twenty-seven Baker Mayfield. Twenty-six Jordan Love. Twenty-five Mac Jones. Twenty-four Kenny Pickett. Twenty-three Bryce Young. Twenty-two Jimmy G. Twenty-one Derek Carr. Twenty Justin Fields. Nineteen Brock Purdy. 18, Daniel Jones, 17, Geno Smith, 16, Jared Goff, 15, Deshaun Watson, 14, Russell Wilson, 13, Matt Stafford, 12, Kirk Cousins, 11, Tua, 10, Kyler, 9, Dak, 8, Trevor Lawrence, 7, Aaron Rodgers, 6, Justin Herbert, 5, Lamar Jackson, 4, Jalen Hurts, 3, Josh Allen, 2, Joe Burrow, 1, Patrick Mahomes. Do you have Kyler at 10? I had Kyler at 10. This is assuming if he's you healthy. Put him as low as a, a, yeah. This is healthy Kyler Murray. Yeah. I don't know. I have my hard time wrapping my head around Kyler Murray top 10 quarterback. If you want to put him at Kyler. 11, sure. But afterwards, I'm not personally – Kirk Cousins, I'm not taking over him. Matt Stafford right now, I got to see if he can throw again. Russell Wilson, 
I'm taking Kyler over Russell Wilson. He's just a more athletic Russell Wilson right now. Deshaun Watson, let's see if he can play still. And then after that, I don't even think there's really a conversation. Yeah, I don't know. There's a few, like, I mean, it's all nitpicking. There's a few I probably have. Maybe I'd put a little higher. Um, like Deshaun at 15. That's a tough rating. It's very hard for me to evaluate him being two years out of the game. He is the toughest one to evaluate. He looked like a bottom-tier quarterback last year, but, I mean, you know, he's thrown into the fire. We'll really find out here within the first eight weeks, really, what we got with Deshaun. Um, Kyler, again, I'm having – I mean, I get it. I get how – like, okay, let's take Russell Wilson, who I think has declined. I agree Mm -hmm. Russ has definitely declined, but – you couldn't have gave him a worse coaching job last year. I mean, what he's going from last year to this year is pretty damn close to the uh, Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, you know, as far as quality, really. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett probably will never get another NFL job. And if he does, it'll be eight to ten years down the line, much like Josh McDaniels. Uh, and McDaniels didn't even do that bad of a job in his first stint compared to Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, all around, I mean, you could say that with the NFL in general. It's such a year-to-year sport in a way that other sports are not. Yep. So everything really is subjective. So, I mean, you know, like, yeah, Kyler. Kyler's got a tough rating. I'd even probably have Jimmy G and Derek Carr a little higher, even though they're also coming off some uh, not the best seasons. Uh, I really don't know what to expect from Jimmy. I think he'll be a little better in that McDaniels offense, given the familiarity. I think cars should be better, almost by default, with what that NFC South looks like. Yeah. Saints should run away with that division. I don't like their coach, but you know, I don't. Know. That's the only one I really take major umbrage though. I would say would be Kyler at ten. That like that just doesn't compute in my brain as Kyler a top ten QB coming off a you know pretty disastrous season last year. But you know, that's given the coaching situation too. But obviously a ton of talent there with Kyler. I do love watching Kyler play, but not sure if I'd want him as a QB of my franchise. doesn't sound like he does the most work as far as playbook, as far as film. That's why that clause was written into his contract. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't really get written in unless you're not putting the work off the field. So, and, yeah, that's where I see Kyler. And that's the thing is, <clears throat> after those top eight, which I think are – I don't think you really can argue the top eight of who they are. I think you can more argue the positioning. Like, I think Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Lamar, Herbert, Rodgers, and Trevor Lawrence are your top eight. I just don't really think you argue the – well, you can argue the order, but I don't think you argue the tier about who they are pretty much. You said Rodgers well, was in there? Yeah. I don't we'll see find, how – we'll, we'll, we'll find out with him too. I mean, he didn't have the greatest year last year either. I still think I'd still I'd want Rodgers on my team. Yeah, and I wouldn't he be put up Trevor Lawrence numbers off. last year, just a little less efficient, essentially, with what his numbers were. So, like, I just like obviously top five. I get why you wouldn't have him there because I don't even have him there too. But like, I just don't see how you would have him out of the top eight. Like, he's more consistent than Dak. You, we just talked about Kyler. Tua is can he stay healthy enough? Or it was last year just a product of how much talent he has. And he's not that. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, like we'll see with them. Like I would easily, if you gave me an option between Russell Wilson or Russell Wilson, yep. 
Aaron Rodgers or any of those guys, for me, without a question, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, without a doubt. And you know what? I might – you tell me how you feel about this. How do you feel if we put that either one of that trio of Russ, Kirk Cousins, or Stafford, if we put any of those three in the Miami offense, how do you think it looks? I think they – I think – You think if they're better you put, than Tua? I don't know about better. I think Kirk Cousins I don't think would be better because I think that Kirk Cousins has a version of that Miami offense, has had a version of that Miami offense with Justin Jefferson. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson. I understand it's a faster offense, but Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the league. TJ Hawkinson. Kirk Cousins is successful in that offense, though. Oh, he's successful, but he wasn't putting up the numbers that Tua was when he was healthy and actually playing there. So I don't. So, like, I don't think he's putting up better numbers, per se. I think he could possibly get two, but I don't think he's putting up better numbers than two. You guys, you guys think, think quarterback quarterback for quarterback, though? You think Tua – let's switch it. Let's put Tua in the, in the Minnesota offense, put Kirk in the Miami offense. Do you think Tua succeeds in that offense, too? Because I just – me, personally, I've just never been a believer in Tua. Obviously, he put I, up the numbers. I just don't know if he's a one, two, three, four type of read guy dropping back. I think they I got do, a very but I'm gonna let go. offense for you. Go ahead, go ahead. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that if you put Kirk or Matt Stafford or even Russell Wilson in the Miami offense that they would be better. I think they would probably, at best, succeed as well as Tua did. Also, I also, I also think it's a lot of coaching. So I think like if they put Kirk in that offense, I think McDaniel's is going to tailor that to, to Kirk, you know, to make those sure. throws. Um, it's hard to say that Tua would succeed like Kirk does in the Minnesota offense because of the different offenses. Like Kirk has kind of flourished in those type of offenses where you have a one, and you have a solid tight end, whereas Tua's like good stats have come from like really well designed offenses. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. O'Connell's not an offensive mind over there. Obviously, they have mm-hmm. a great offense over there. But um, me personally, especially if I'm looking at this of who am I starting a franchise with, I'm taking Tua. He's younger. He could even take a leap. And if Tua does take a leap from what we've seen last year or the year before that, he's leaps and bounds above Kirk, in my opinion. So so that's that's just my take on it. I like it. I, I guess I just don't really see it with Tua. I see Tua being such a beneficiary of that offense that McDaniel has designed, of Tyreek Hill and Waddle, which any quarterback would want. Don't get me wrong. But – I think push comes to shove to in a playoff situation against a top-notch defense. I think he would shit the bed. I really do. Uh, I, just I think don't... with this with this Dolphins team, I, I don't think he would. I think they're just that good offensively that, you know, it wouldn't be him shitting the bed. It might be Tyreek shitting the bed, or it might be Jalen Waddle shitting, but it's not all on Tua, in my opinion. There. I feel you. I feel you. I just wonder if you take the deep ball away from Tua and you really got him – searching for what's underneath, searching for his third and fourth options, what that looks like, and not yeah. in such a fun-and-gun type of, you know, just running up and I, down the field, speed offense. I think, he, I think he'd be limited. I think he would be a little bit more limited for sure, but I do think he would succeed. I mean, this is a kid that got thrown in to a national championship game and won the game, like just got mm-hmm. thrown into the game, like, hey, here yep. you go. So, like... And that's obviously, regardless of it not being the NFL, that's still a huge stage. You're playing for Alabama, who, 
you're playing for one of the greatest coaches ever on the college's biggest stage, one of the biggest stages in all of football. So that's still a huge moment for him, and he did succeed in that. I think that he's a quarterback. Like Trevor Lawrence, for example, obviously year one with Urban Meyer, with Urban Crazy Meyer, like he's just whatever. That whole situation was like tough. Like I don't really think anybody succeeds in that situation. But like someone like Trevor, someone like Joe Burrow, someone like Mahomes, who they, they're coming in and regardless of the situation, they're going to be ready for that moment. I think Tua needed to be, needs to be molded into that. So I think him having that offense and giving him a chance to really develop and learn all of that stuff, like he doesn't come in as pro-ready as everybody, not that he wasn't at all, but he doesn't come in as pro-ready as some people do. And I think he can develop. And I think you've seen strides from year one, obviously, to last year, but clearly it was obviously an uptick in talent too. You've got your guy, Jalen Waddle, and then obviously you've got the most dynamic receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill. That's for sure. I'm very interested for uh, the Dolphins in general, what their offense looks like. Yeah. Um, they're very much just like the Pats, but I, you know, they're very much a wild card. You had to a talking retirement this past summer, you know, with the concussions and all that. So, I mean, you know, he's really one big hit away from him possibly being out for the season. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm super excited for the NFL predictions next week. Like I, my NFL predictions are already ready. I have them all ready to go. I could do it now if we needed to, but like, I'm super excited to get them out there. Can I respond about the Pats? Because I think I went to and then I got cut off one of the five or six times my internet wanted to act like fucking dial Absolute. up over here. Feel um, free. And I also was saying earlier, Jalen Hurts, I think he has a huge year. I think he's an MVP candidate. Doesn't I don't think that's crazy to say, but I think he has a absolute monster year in the air and on the ground. Uh, okay. I project him to be even better than it. Lamar. But Patriots, you asked, you asked if they re-signed him. They re-signed both Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham to the practice squad. What I think will happen is they'll battle it out for the number two. Uh, Zappi's definitely trending downwards right now. Cunningham, though, they were using him kind of like a Taysom Hill. So they were using him, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes giving him snaps in general, but they're using him as a receiver in the backfield yep. here and there. So my guess is he'll eventually make the roster. Uh, yeah, they do that quite a bit in general where they'll cut players and then bring them back to the practice squad once they clear waivers, da da da. So, yeah, we'll see what happens before week one. Who's the number two behind him? And yeah, I wasn't like Tim mentioned earlier, I would not have been surprised at all had they just brought the uh, <laughs> the honorary backup quarterback Brian Hoyer back because I mean, <laughs> seems like he's been there since the Brady days through the Cam days onto the uh, the Mac Jones era. Uh, as far as Keen, I think you, did you say the Patriots has mediocre talent on their defense? No, I said, even with mediocre talent oh. on their defense, Bill Belichick can make them. No, no, no. They don't have mediocre talent at all. What? I was going to say he makes them respectable when it's mediocre. Yeah. Well, yeah I'm when saying it's if mediocre. it's mediocre defense, he can make them all still right. top 10. See? They're not mediocre. They could be mm-hmm. the best defense in the league this year. And there's no shock. Absolutely. Let me just start there. Uh, I thought we had a Super Bowl defense last year, and they only improved. Uh, I see a lot of Pats fans getting upset that we didn't try to compete offensively with the other three teams in the AFC East. But I think Bill looked at it as like, hey, let's try to get good enough on offense and really try to stop these teams because we're not going to score with – let's talk about Tua. When Tua's clicking with Tyreek and Waddle, 
you know, what are the Patriots going to do with that? So you're better off trying to stop it, play to your strengths. Uh, we got the deepest defensive backfield in the league, in my belief. Our linebacking core has improved. Our line, which was already a strength, has improved. Uh, so, yeah, you know, this is what I want, and this is what I think is going to happen. By the way, Bill O'Brien has had success with Mac Jones in the past at Alabama. Uh had success. Max had success with an RPO offense. I'm hoping Mac actually runs RPOs this year. That would be great. Get some two 2023 level offense in there. And I think that will happen with Bill O'Brien. Um, but I think it's going to be a ball control offense with Ramondre and Zeke. Mac Jones should look better. He's going to be spraying the ball around. In your quarterback rankings, Keen, you had Mac and Jordan Love, like in the mid-20s, I believe. I think both of yeah. those... I think they both rise throughout the year. I think just by default, they rise. Uh, like I think you there's definitely it, a possibility for both, for sure. Like you mentioned with Matt Patricia, he's already, excuse me, by default, without even playing week one, Matt Jones is already a better quarterback this year than last year with the subtraction of Matt Patricia. Yep. So we have that. Ramondre's a stud. We know that. Zeke's going to be a good short yardage back when we don't even need him with Ramondre. We know how Bill Belichick does with backs in general. Whoever the third and fourth string guys are, they're going to be all right. They're going to be producing. They're going to find a way to get yardage. He's going to find a way with the running backs. Bill is a savant when it comes to these third down backs and this and that. So between the collective backfield, between the collective receivers, which, again, I agree with you, which we would have got DeAndre, which we would have had a true one. But I think we have enough talent. I think there's going to be enough growth and actual stability on offense to where they're going to improve by default. This defense is going to be top five. And with that, I think you're going to see us in the mix. That's all I can say. And if Mac really does take a leap, which who the fuck knows? I don't believe that. I don't think he's going to take a real leap. But if he's doing enough to just spread the ball around, not turn the ball over, we will be in the mix for the playoffs. Be in the mix. Let me go before I have to say something. I think it's really hard to be like, first of all, don't get me wrong. The Patriots could be good. They could be. It is a potential that they are good. The AFC is so loaded that it is very hard to be a team that's considered in the mix, right? There's probably 10 of them that are actually in the mix. There's a ton of us in the mix. And four of them are in the AFC East. So I, I just can't see – when I look at the AFC East, I think the Patriots are the worst team there, and I don't see four teams from the same division, especially in the loaded AFC, making it. So it's hard for me fair. to say that they're an in-the-mix team. Which is just fair, because- but I would say this. You take away the fumble on Christmas Eve. You take away the Jacoby play. That's with Matt Patricia. The Pats are in the playoffs. The Pats are in the playoffs. Last Last year, they improved. Now their schedule's tough. I agree with you. Schedule's going to be tough. The season's going to be tough in general. But Jets got a lot of moving pieces. They got Rodgers. That's not going to be an easy feat. Everything's going to be from week one to week six. It's basically preseason. I like the Patriots in that slot better than the Jets right now. Week 10, who knows? I don't know. Personally, I don't like them more just because last year with the Jets, their team was so good that if their quarterback just threw for 100 more yards, didn't even need the touchdowns, they would have won 13 games. And now they have potentially one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the game. You're telling me he can't throw 250 a game on, like, a bad game? 
they're going to win all their games minus a couple. I think they don't need think, the preseason to be good. I think that's going to be a rough transition for Rodgers and the I, Jets I to begin it. with. I, I think to the begin Jets with. To begin with, I think midseason they come along, but I think the first six weeks are going to be rough for the Jets. It's not going to click like that immediately. I the thing about them is they have a really tough first six weeks of the season, but I actually think it's going That's to be pass. one of the seamless transit, most seamless transitions that you could have. You have Nathaniel Hackett being the offensive coordinator there, which you already had in Green Bay. You have Brees Hall. You have Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, who are pretty much Aaron Jones. So you already have that. You have Garrett Wilson. Brees, not Brees Hall's not going to be back till probably like yeah. week six or seven, correct? Yeah, but you he's, have Dalvin, he's already off the pup, so but you he have probably will be there, just not full. You you have Dalvin Cook there too. What I'm saying, like between yeah. Dalvin Cook and it, you have the same style of back as Aaron Jones that he's used to. What you, what you don't you have, have real, was the offensive line you had in Green Bay, though. You don't have as good That's an fair. offensive line, but you have a you have a you have a very good left tackle, which yep. is so your blind side is protected. Obviously, he's not David Bakhtiari. I'm not trying to say that, but but he is still a very uh, good left tackle. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. got you've got a Devonte Adams style guy in Garrett Wilson, a very great route runner. You've got Alan Lazard as your number two, who you already feel comfortable with. Randall like they're they have Randall Cobb as well. <laughs> I think they're the way they set it is pretty much bringing Green Bay. To, to New York, New York. Yeah, with exactly. a really good defense. So I think he's going to feel comfortable. It's just, again, if they're going to do well, because their first six games is against Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, Philly. You couldn't start the season harder. No. That, that's that is a tough a, start. You start, so you start. Me, on top of that, though, you're giving me – out of the five linemen, you're giving me one plus their left tackles. They're one plus on that offensive line. I'm not sure Isn't which it? guard, but one of their guards is good. I think it's their right yeah. guard. Not but sure like, which guard, but one of them's good. So again, if there's no, not they have uh, Alan Ver- Oliver and Tucker is good, yeah. and then you Elijah have Tucker. Yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker, and then you have Makai Becton, who's very good at all. Connor McGovern's okay. Dwayne Brown's a veteran, and then Lakin Tomlinson. I'm not sure who that's left guard. I'm not sure who that is. But you do um, – it's not the Green Bay offensive line. Don't get me wrong. Green no. Bay had one of the best offensive lines in the league, but I don't think the Jets' offensive line is terrible. And I think Aaron Rodgers gets the ball out so quick that he can almost deter the offensive line. I do – I think the Jets are going to be in the mix. So not counting – not talking about the Patriots right now. Between these eight teams, which are the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Brown, not the Browns, sorry – the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Jags, one of them has to mix the playoffs and take the Jags out because they're going to win their division. And you can take the Chiefs out because they're going to win their division. So, like, in my, yeah. in my opinion, and, like, so... I, wouldn't, like, I would not one be surprised. One of those teams, and that's not kind of... I would not be yeah. surprised to see the Chiefs take a slight step back. Slight step back. Not a big step back, but... I still think they, they win. They, they could, they could take possible. a slight step back and still be in the playoffs. I don't. Like, I don't games. see them missing the playoffs by any I think, chance. No, they're not missing the playoffs. But I think what we thought the AFC West was supposed to be last year, I think we'll get more of that this year with Sean Payton in the division, with the Chargers having as much talent. Excuse me, goddamn. Um, Chargers having a ton of talent. They obviously still got their head coach, which I, I'm not in love with. But I don't like the Chiefs' receiving core. Obviously, you got Kelsey there, but I don't know. I could see a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. 
for the Chiefs. They also got this Chris Jones situation going on as well. So I could see a little bit of a bumpy road. Hi. (laughs) What up, Gab? What up, Gab? But, yeah, no, so I think... I think that it's going to be very interesting. We'll talk more. We'll talk the definitive rankings that I have next week for teams, but the Patriots are a very interesting team. Here's the thing. The last thing I'm going to say is I agree with you, Kyle. They're going to be in the mix. I I don't want them to be, but they're going to be. You don't, don't want the Pats want... to be in the mix? No, I want them to be the worst team in the league. That's what yeah, I, I want. I, I and that's not going to that happen. On my team. I don't ever I, wish that on my team. I would absolutely wish to get Caleb Williams. And Caleb have, Williams is really good. Are you good. kidding? Even Maybe Drake so, May. Is I would a, have if we had franchise. one terrible season. Going nine and eight is worse than going the being the worst team in the league because you're not doing anything. You're just you're staying pat, especially because it's not like you have something coming. It's not like. Like when the 49ers a few years back, they went like around a little under 500. They got a top pick, but they had Nick Bosa out. They had, um, they traded to Forrest Buckner. Like their team was like in transition and a lot of them got injured. Mm-hmm. Like we're just, us as nine and eight is just being the same. If we, if we're obviously, if there's a Super Bowl or being the worst team, I'd rather win the Super Bowl. Duh. Right. If you told me even the AFC championship game or the worst team, duh. Because then you're like you're getting the chance to go there, and what that means is that Mac Jones is good enough to get us there, which it means fine. But if you're just saying fighting for the playoffs, and we're like the first loser out of the playoffs, I would rather be the worst team. Nobody loves that. Nobody loves that. I completely no, I'm, see I'm what just you're saying. saying. If I, I would rather be the worst team and get Caleb Williams, I see what you're saying. But I just think the NFL is such a snow globe. Uh, oftentimes, half the teams that make the playoffs. The prior mm-hmm. year, do not come back the next year. Um, they were in the mix both Max rookie year and his sophomore year. His sophomore year, as we said, got a terrible setup on offense. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't know if you can properly assess the Patriots team. They're one of the weirder teams to assess. They, they much really like the are. Browns, much like the Browns to me. You know, with Deshaun, it's such a question mark with Deshaun now with this coordinator. Max, such a question mark. We don't know now. I don't think Mac. I really don't think Mac is a franchise guy. I don't love Mac as our quarterback necessarily, but I also, I can't even say that confidently because of what we saw last year and who his coordinator was and the whole Bailey Zappi situation. Um, That Ravens game way back in week two or three was one of his bright spots. And that's the same game he got injured. I believe where he tore up his ankle. So we'll find out a lot from Mac. I do think he's an accurate quarterback. I do think he's a smart quarterback. One of the he's, things people raved about him was his ability to read, you know, dissect at the line before the play's called. So, you know, I don't know. We will see. There's a lot of talent on this team. Injuries happen in the NFL mm-hmm. every year. Uh, there's going to be a team where, that we're all talking about that's like, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. That will not make the playoffs. Happens every oh, year. Oh, absolutely. So, There'll be multiple. So, like, th- I'm not saying that they can't make the playoffs because they're definitely good enough to do such a thing. It's just if I you just have a chance of, like, a transcendent QB. And, sure. like, if I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Thing is, their roster's they, too good. Their roster's too good top to bottom to just bottom out. That's to the suck. Thing. They're not, that, that, they're not that's, the Rams right now. 
No, and that's the thing that's like weird is like I don't think we have a franchise quarterback coming in Mac. Like I think Mac's like ultimate ceiling is Kirk Cousins, which isn't bad. Don't get me wrong. And I think having Kirk Cousins on your team, especially like I think Bill Belichick would be able to make the most out of it because the defense is going to be there. And if you just put him in great situations, I think you could be a playoff team that could possibly get to an a- AFC championship game. So I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. Here's my but thing. I, I think his floor is like a career backup after yeah. his no, first his, contract. And so like that's de- his floor definitely is a career backup. My thing is my yeah. thing is when we say things like his ceiling's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, right? Like some of us would take him, some of us wouldn't. The thing with actual yeah. Kirk Cousins is he's a terrible decision maker in the clutch moments. We don't know that necessarily about Mac yet. So if Mac was yeah. or any quarterback, not just Mac, if anybody is Kirk Cousins level of quarterback, but actually can come through in the clutch, Dude. that's a little different. Wait. That's a little different. I don't yeah, like, but again, we don't know about Mac. This is again any quarterback if you compare him to that, Kirk. That but takes you from thing. Yeah, and that takes you from Kirk Cousins to pre 2015 Russell Wilson. Like when you come to the the throwing aspect obviously. Like Russell Wilson was like Kirk Cousins but made the throws and made the decisions other than the infamous throw. But like but more like all- more like Kyler, more like Kyler Murray. He was more explosive. He well, I he meant like I just meant his decision making. I like not the style's not the same at all. But I meant like just the decision making like Russ in the pocket I think that you think the Packers game, they came back against the Packers NFC championship game. He made all the big throws that they needed to make there in the Super Bowl, He made every throw except for the last one. Like the I'm last say, one was, but um, I'm going to say this is the last case I'm going to make for the Pats. Cause to me, outside of the bills in the AFC East, I think you've got three question marks with the dolphins, with the jets, with the Pats. I really do. I think all three are question marks and have big question marks. Like I said, with the jets, with their offensive line. Now with the Pats, here it is with the Pats. If you got Mac Jones on a lot of second and twos, third and fours, third and threes with this running game, and he's converting them, and we're getting points, whether it's field goals, whether it's we're getting 17 to 24 points, and this defense is what I believe it is, and it continues on the track that it has you know, since last year, even the year before, but they even got faster, more athletic, more lethal this year, and Duggar continued to taking steps because I think Duggar – has all pro written all over him. Yeah, I think he, they can make life tough for Miami, for New York Jets, for uh, for the Bills even, you know, in, in, a, in a split series kind of thing. But the Pats, they themselves, they have a tough schedule as well. So They do. I'm very excited to very much talk like the Jets. about everything. Um, Timmy, do Sounds you have like any you, lasting thoughts? You got them going, what, 6-11, and 11, Keenan? Uh no, I think they're going to be roughly around 500. Oh, I'm just going to yeah, say said, around 500 so you don't know. That's exactly where that's exactly where I'm at though. That's exactly <laughs> where I'm at. I think I just think I just hope they suck. I really I that sucks to say, but I hope they suck for just a year because they get that, they get Caleb Williams, they get T Higgins and we run our dynasty back again. But uh T. Timmy, Higgins. do you have anything left at all? If the Patriots suck, at least you have something to root for. Cuz if they're goodish, they're not winning a Super Bowl, but if they suck, they get Caleb Williams. So like that's that's my hope. Like I hope they're like if they're if they're competing in like they are like eight and four per se, like those seasons, like, okay, like let's get going, let's do some things. But if they're like five there's like three and five with tough games coming up, I'm like, just lose them. 
It's just suck. It's <laughs> <laughs> just suck. It's like, suck for 10 games. I can deal with it if we're getting Caleb Williams. Like that, that would be, that's literally the only reason why. No other reason other than transcendent guy whose people are saying it has Mahomes esque kind of abilities. And it's like, well, if you're trying to tell me that's the guy, well, absolutely. But, uh, Timmy, did you have any lasting points before we, uh, head out of here? Um, not really, but one thing I was thinking about the Jets was Kyle brings up like the offensive line just not being is it being a big question mark was it was a bigger question mark last year when Makai Becton was out for the entire year. And yeah. you know, if anything, just getting him back will improve it a little bit. And they were close oh, to playoffs last year. So you upgrade the offensive line by one player and then you get a quarterback that's competent and can throw the football. I think they upgrade by like a few wins, which is easily making playoffs. They should. They should yeah. in theory. Um. So, Timmy, do you think you can have predictions by next week? Oh, I could make them by tomorrow. Okay. Kyle, you have obviously your predictions for next week. They'll be we'll right. have – I'll have – I have personally – I go through every single game and I think yeah. winner or loser and tally it up. Mm-hmm. So, between that – Warner Brothers podcast next week. We're going to be talking NFL predictions. We're going to have MVP, offensive, defensive player of the year, rookies, all that stuff. We're going to be having our division winners. We'll have every, I'll have every record if need be. And then we'll have our playoffs and who we think is going to win the Super Bowl all next week. Obviously, you can find us at the Warner Brothers podcast. Right behind me is the logo. On Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Search the Warner Brothers Podcast all there. You'll see us. You'll find us. Absolutely. Uh, I know Kyle was in and out for that second part. It's good to have him back and see him uh, next week. We'll make sure he's there a whole thing. Timmy, thank you for joining me because then it would have just been me, myself, and I bantering (laughs) for a bit. But uh, absolutely. I want to thank both of you and thank everybody watching, listening. And we're out.